Welcome to Shooting for the Stars, a podcast series brought to you by Southern Cross Business Advisors, helping our clients identify and achieve their life goals. Oh, have we had some chilly nights and very frosty mornings throughout winter 2022, but fear not, the end of the coldest season of the year is drawing very close. Just under three weeks left until we can bring in some more consistent warmer weather throughout spring and even greater weather when we get to summer. Louis Bulzami back with you for the latest instalment of Shooting for the Stars, brought to you by the good folk at Southern Cross Business Advisors. Always lovely to have your company wherever you are getting your podcast fix, whether it's Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Google Podcasts, the Podcast Index, or rss.com. Now, for most of us, those chilly nights and frosty mornings and balmy evenings and other elements of Mother Nature can be merely dismissed as an inconvenience. Ah, it's too cold tonight. Oh, geez, it's too hot. Or they can be embraced as absolutely beautiful and you go on a holiday and you absolutely soak it all in. Or you might be able to uh, get some nice sleep because you love the sound of rain hitting the roof. Or they can be a great conversation starter with someone when you're just a little bit stumped on exactly what you want to talk to them about. So you quickly ask them the question, oh, how's the weather been lately? And then as they give you their response, then your brain starts to kick into gear and think about what you actually want to talk to them about. So yes, the weather is important, but for most of us, it plays a secondary role to what our primary day-to-day concerns are. But not so for the fabulous farmers, because... The weather and Mother Nature are absolutely paramount to their livelihoods and even more so their well-being. You know, their seasons, their harvests, their ability to earn a living is heavily dependent on the weather. And yes, non-farming businesses do rely on the weather as well. Obviously, we know with floods and fires, they can have a very disastrous impact on any business. But When you throw drought into play, I don't know of too many non-farming businesses who are severely impacted by drought, apart from those who buy a lot of what they then on-sell from farmers. So fair to say farmers are the most impacted by the weather and they are the ones who have the least amount of control, if not no control, from what Mother Nature does. Now, outside of helping our clients identify and achieve their life goals, our esteemed managing director, Noel Costa, is an extremely talented musician, whether it's behind a set of drums, strumming a bass guitar, or belting out a few vocals. Back in the day, he used to play alongside his brothers, Paul, Don, and Anthony, in a band called the Costa Brothers, more affectionately known as Shadow Rock. And in the early 90s, they had a song called Times Are Hard, dedicated to the farmers, And one line in particular in the first verse really sends a powerful message. If that doesn't hit home and that doesn't pull at your heartstrings, then nothing will. Truer words have never been spoken, or in that case sung, about how important farmers are to our lives. So we need to ensure that... They do get the support they need in their hardest times. And the Australian government has a program in place through Centrelink, aka Services Australia, called the Farm Household Allowance. This program provides assistance to farming families experiencing financial hardship 
no matter the cause of that hardship. And to explain it in a little bit more detail, here is an excerpt from Services Australia themselves. G'day. So have you heard about the Farm Household Allowance? It's about assistance for farmers and their families who are in financial difficulties. Yeah, I'm with you. But you may be eligible for this allowance. That's part of the government's attempt to help farmers in difficult times. It lasts for a four-year period. Either all together, or you can come off it and return to it again later. Once you reach the four years, though, it stops. So I guess the big question is, how much is it worth? Well, you won't be surprised to hear that it depends on your circumstances and an income and assets test, but it's worth roughly around $500 a fortnight. The thing is, there's no harm in applying. If you find you're eligible, it helps keep things going. And because you'll need to enter into a financial improvement agreement, it's gonna to help to get your business run more smoothly. And that's good for the long term. Hi Dave, how are you? Yeah, hey Rady, how you going? And before you just say no because you think it's too hard, you can get support from a rural financial counsellor and a farm household case officer. These people know what they're doing and they can help you map out a plan for you for the next four years. Just be sure to um, get your business estimate in and everything will be fine. Every three months or so, your case officer will meet with you or call you up to see how things are going, answer any questions, check your progress and give you some advice. Thanks, Rady. See you later. You may also get extra lump sums and there's money to help pay for activities you're doing to get the farm rolling along. I know, it's a lot to think about, but there is help, advice, incentive and financial support. It's got to be a good thing. Anyway, I've got to get back to it. See ya. For more information, call the Farmer Assistance Hotline on 132 316. To find a rural financial counsellor, go to the Department of Agriculture and Water Resources website. We have more information about claiming farm household allowance on our website, servicesaustralia.gov.au slash farmhouseholdallowance. So that's a pretty good summary of what the farm household allowance is about, especially in relation to how much you roughly will get paid if you're eligible, for how long you'll get paid, and also the ongoing support from a rural financial counsellor and or a Services Australia case officer. Now let's go into a little bit more detail about the eligibility criteria, the income and assets tests, and also the payment and how long you'll get paid for. So to get farm household allowance, you must meet all of the following be a farmer or partner of a farmer, be 16 years or older, contribute labour and capital to an Australian farm or other partner of a farmer who does, have income and assets below certain amounts and have had less than four years of farm household allowance in a specific 10-year period. Your farm must also have significant commercial purpose. Now, Services Australia will assess this based on all of the following. The purpose of your farm, the prospect for profit, consistency of activity, whether your farm runs as a business and the size, scale and permanency of your farm activities. That's where the whole uh, financial improvement plan comes into play with your rural financial counsellor. 
Now, just quickly, if you're still a little bit confused about the whole four years and a 10-year period aspect of the farm household allowance, what that means is Services Australia have distinguished specific 10-year periods. There are three of them in play at the moment. The first started on the 1st of July 2014, back when this program first came into play, and it will finish on the 30th of June 2024. The next one kicks in on the 1st of July 2024 and will run until the 30th of June 2034. And then the next one is from the 1st of July 2034 and will finish on the 30th of June 2044. So they are each specific 10-year periods. And you can get the farm household allowance for up to four years within each of those periods. A total of 1,460 days. Now, you don't have to get the whole four years all at once, and it doesn't have to be continuous across four years. You can break it up over the full 10 years, okay? And if you've already used up four years in the current 10-year period, which finishes on the 30th of June, 2024, then you'll be able to claim the farm household allowance again from the 1st of July, 2024. And I believe that's also if you haven't finished up your four years yet, it may very well carry over into that new 10-year period and then have the new four years on top of it if you are still eligible to claim the allowance based on your circumstances. So hopefully that does give you a fair bit more clarity as to what the four years in a 10-year period means. So again, it's only as you need it. So you don't have to then go, oh, yep, I've got to take the payments throughout the whole four years and then sadly suffer in my business for the four years so I can remain eligible. That's not the case at all. You may only have to need it for six months and then all of a sudden business picks up again and you're not reliant on the farm household allowance anymore. So it's the facility is there for up to four years within each of those 10-year periods. It's based on your own circumstances as to whether or not you need the full four years out of the 10 to get paid. And again, you can stop at any time and then pick up again later on in that period until you reach the maximum four years or 1,460 days. As far as the income and assets tests are concerned, we'll start with the assets test because that's the easier of the two to explain. Your combined personal and farm assets must be below $5.5 million. Assets include any of the following, farmland, farm machinery, livestock and crops, houses, excluding your principal residence on land up to two hectares, home and contents, cash, and all financial accounts, including farm management deposits. With regards to income, it must be below the cutoff for the job seeker payment income test. So to find out more about that, go to servicesaustralia.gov.au, look up job seeker and look at the income test relating to that. There are a lot of different categories that you may fall into, whether it's single with no dependents, single with dependents, partnered with no children, partnered with children, et cetera, et cetera. There's a lot to cover there. So I do direct you to the Services Australia website to look at the income test there or speak with a Services Australia case officer who will give you more greater detail as to the cutoff points for income. But there are some specific elements of the income test only related to the farm household allowance. And I will take you through those. Farm business income includes the income from your farm enterprise and directly related businesses. You need to estimate your farm business income, including any allowable deductions. You do this for the current financial year when you claim, and again, for each financial year thereafter. Services Australia will use this estimate to work out if you're eligible for the farm household allowance. Now, you can update that estimate at any time, and you should update it within 14 days of any significant and material changes. 
Also, you need to factor in your non-farm business income. Now, if your business income from a non-farm enterprise will be different from your latest tax return, you can provide Services Australia with an estimate for the current financial year, both when you claim the farm household allowance and then each concurrent financial year. Bear in mind, your non-farm income can affect your payment. You need to be upfront and tell Services Australia how much you earn each fortnight once you are claiming the farm household allowance. Very important. Now, if your farm is losing money, we'll, Services Australia will use that loss to offset your non-farm income. They'll do this if you earn less than no dollars from your combined farm business activities. They'll calculate your farm business loss as an average fortnightly amount. They'll then reduce your fortnightly non-farm income by that amount when working out how much you can get. They'll use farm losses to reduce non-farm income up to a maximum of $100,000 per individual or couple each financial year. So yes, your non-farm income does affect your rate of payment. However, if you are experiencing farm losses, they can offset those losses against your non-farm income to reduce that threshold and help increase your payment up to the maximum if you get to that level. Now, you don't have to apply to offset that income at all. That's taken care of entirely by Services Australia. For livestock farmers, there's another element of the income test relating to the forced disposal of livestock. Services Australia may exempt money that you get from the forced disposal of livestock from the income test. They'll exempt the income if you deposit it in a farm management account. So if you utilize an FMD with the proceeds from the forced disposal of livestock, that will be dismissed as far as Services Australia are concerned and won't impact the rate of farm household allowance. Forced disposal includes selling or destroying livestock due to drought or natural disaster. It may also include any of the following. When your farm can't support the livestock, when you have concern for the welfare of the livestock, and when the law requires you to dispose of the livestock. You need to tell Services Australia if you get money from the forced disposal of livestock. That way they will take that into account and they won't just simply lump it in with all your other income and which would then impact the rate that you get. Of course, this particular income can be exempted as long as you follow what Services Australia advise you once you tell them. So that's the income test in relation to the farm household allowance. Now for the moment you've all been waiting for. How much? What are you going to get paid? The farm household allowance is the same as the maximum rate of either the job seeker payment or youth allowance depending on your own age and circumstances. For the purposes of this episode, I'll only take you through the examples of the job seeker payment. Of course, for more information, go to servicesaustralia.gov.au. So, from the 20th of March 2022, these are the relevant rates of job seeker. That would be similar to what you'll get as a farm household allowance per fortnight, depending again on your circumstances. If you're single with no children, the payment is $642.70. Single with a dependent child or children, $691. Single, 60 or older, after nine continuous months on payment, $691. If you're partnered, $585.30. And if you're a single principal carer who's granted an exemption from mutual obligation requirements for any of the following reasons, foster caring, non-parent relative caring under a court order, homeschooling, distance education, or you have a large family, you'll get $880.20 a fortnight. So they're just guidelines, okay? They're just a guide as to what you may get. Obviously, it depends on your own circumstances. 
which you will find out from the Services Australia case officer. Now, in the grand scheme of things, considering how much money you would have put into your farm and all the blood, the sweat and the tears dedicated to getting your farm to where it is today, do those payment amounts sound like a lot of money? Probably not. But remember, every cent counts. And in the case of Roseanne Travascus, a cattle farmer from Victoria, she certainly appreciates every single dollar the farm household allowance has provided her. For many Australian farmers, working the land can be a long and lonely road. Certainly we were facing bankruptcy several times and we just kept on ploughing on. As do most farmers. But then Roseanne came across an Australian government program called Farm Household Allowance and it changed their lives. It provided financial support, which was great, but it also provided a caseworker and a training element. Uh, educational element. Roseanne says life on the farm is particularly hard on the women and that's where being able to talk with the caseworker was vital for her. You can't see anything happening, you can't see the weather breaking, you can't see the financial side of things improving. Stresses and strains increase. There's a point where you just close up. But that changed over time after being able to talk things through, usually over the phone, with the caseworker. Who was professional, who was confidential and knowledgeable and was willing to listen and just to be able to say, look, I feel awful, I this or that, or you know, we're facing bankruptcy, or what are we going to do? I've got no idea. What, what other options have we got? The Farm Household Allowance provides fortnightly financial support. But just as important is the advice, guidance and opportunities for training to help farmers decide what they can do next. They may decide to work off-farm, diversify or change the way they farm. We are actually in a better position now. We can not only see a future in farming the way we're doing it, but it is a joyful thing to, for the people involved. Joy to help overcome despair. Roseanne Travaskis there telling her story about how much the farm household allowance has meant to her. Now, I did mention those fortnightly payments in line with the job seeker payment or youth allowance. There is another payment that is available and that is the activity supplement. Now, it's a lifetime limit of up to $10,000, which will help pay for activities to help improve your financial position. This total amount is available only once throughout the lifetime of the farm household allowance. It doesn't reset each time you get it. So this means $10,000 is the total amount that you can get in activity supplements for the, all the periods that you get the farm household allowance. So remember I talked about the four years and a 10-year period where you can get the fortnightly payments. Now, when the new 10-year period kicks in and you're eligible for another four years, unfortunately... If you've already used up $10,000 of that activity supplement, you don't get another $10,000. That's it. It's $10,000 in your lifetime. But it is available per applicant. So if you are a couple that is looking to apply, you and your partner, you can both get the $10,000 activity supplement. Now, the activity should relate to either of these, training or study to help you manage your farm and also professional advice. The types of advice include 
business planning and performance, diversifying and value adding, managing risk, succession planning and retirement, natural resource management, and preparing for drought and natural disasters. So one good thing out of that, our services as business advisors are eligible under the activity supplement arm of the farm household allowance. Before I go on with how to claim the farm household allowance, how to apply for it, let's just go back to a few years ago where the Australian government did announce some very significant amendments to the farm household allowance program. These amendments included exempting the profit from the forced disposal of livestock that is put into a farm management deposit. So we mentioned that a little bit earlier about how Services Australia won't look at that income at all. They used to, now they no longer. That came into effect from the 1st of July, 2019. Lifting the off-farm income threshold to $100,000 and allowing anyone running at a loss to access the offset and treating the income from directly related businesses, for example, adjustment as primary production, that came into effect from the 16th of December, 2019. So the off-farm threshold was a lot lower and you weren't previously allowed to offset any losses from the farm and related primary production activities against that income. Now you are. Uh, Also, the redesign of the application process. There's a new online claim that can be used by both members of the couple as opposed to just filling out the paper forms. That came into effect on the 1st of February 2020, just before COVID hit, where pretty much everything went online. Also, another amendment, paying the maximum rate only or nothing if the income is above the thresholds from the 11th of June, 2020. So it used to be right in line with Job Seeker and Youth Allowance where the amount would reduce based on your income reaching a certain level by so many cents in a dollar until it reaches nil. That's not the case anymore. It's simply the full amount or nothing. So you get the maximum up to the maximum income threshold before Job Seeker or Youth Allowance would cut to nil. And that would be what you can get for farm household allowance. So those amounts I mentioned earlier, as an example, with the job seeker payment, that won't be affected at all if you reach certain income thresholds until you reach that maximum one where it just then cuts to zero completely. Another amendment includes simplifying the assets test to remove the distinction between farm and off-farm assets. There will be a single threshold of $5.5 million, as mentioned earlier, in net assets from the 11th of June 2020. So before you had to say, okay, is that primary production? Is it not? Doesn't matter anymore. It's all lumped into one. Another amendment includes changing the definition of who can complete the farm financial assessment. The definition has been expanded to include farm consultants and also rural financial counsellors. This came into effect on the 11th of June 2020. Also increasing the amount of the activity supplement to $10,000 from what it was previously in a person's lifetime and allowing those funds to be used for reasonable travel and accommodation to undertake training. That's coming to effect from the 11th of June, 2020. So beforehand, any travel and accommodation just came out of your own pocket. Now you can actually apply to have that reimbursed under the activity supplement. And also removing the requirement for business income reconciliation from 1st of July, 2020. Now let's get to how to claim. And here is another bit of information provided by Services Australia to assist. G'day there. If you're thinking about applying for the farm household allowance, here's a few tips to help you get started. There are a lot of benefits with receiving the farm household allowance. 
It's worth taking the time on your application to make sure that it's correct. The best way to apply is online. I know everything's online these days, but the applications are easier to process, which means you'll get to find out the outcome sooner. You'll need a MyGov account to claim online. They're easy to set up and you can do it right here from the kitchen table. You also need to register and link your Centrelink online account to your MyGov account. You'll need your CRN for this. If you don't have those, don't panic. You can get help setting up online claiming at a service centre or Centrelink agent. And when you're ready to claim farm household allowance, a rural financial counsellor can also assist you. G'day Sally. Hi Dave, so have you got all your documents prepared? They can even visit you on the farm and go through the application with you. There's a checklist of the documents needed, depending on your situation. It helps you work out what documents you have to send in. It's important that you send all of your documents in at the time that you lodge your claim. This will help avoid any delays in processing your application. Anyway, catch you later. To find a Rural Financial Counsellor, call 1800 686 175 or go to the Department of Agriculture and Water Resources website. Centrelink has more information about claiming farm household allowance and using MyGov on our website humanservices.gov.au slash farmhouseholdallowance. So that's the process you need to go through in order to claim the farm household allowance and put your application in. With regards to the documentation, I'll take you through Services Australia's checklist. To prove your identity, you need documents that confirm your identity, for example, driver's license, Medicare card, maybe your passport, etc. Possibly your bank details, but they're usually the main three. And also your customer reference number or CRN if you have one. So if you've dealt with Centrelink before, you would have been issued a customer reference number. So if you know that, obviously put that down in the application. If you don't, it shouldn't matter. For property and real estate, uh, shire or council rates notice for each property you own, a copy of your signed lease or tenancy agreement if you rent, and also a real estate details form if your home has more than one title, is on a block of land larger than two hectares, or you use it to produce an income. For example, farming land, of course. Assets and liabilities, details of all bank accounts and the balance of each account at the date of your claim, a list of assets, for example, land, major plant and equipment, livestock shares, cash in bank. Also, water rights documents, including the estimated market value for each individual water asset, statements for all your shares and investments, for example, milk company share statements, list of liabilities, for example, all loans, higher purchase and money you owe, and loan statements. And for income and financials, you'll need you and your partner's latest business and personal tax returns, the latest balance sheets for all businesses, proof of off-farm income, such as your most recent pay slips if you're on wages, current financial year profit and loss statements related to farm business, for example, contracting and adjustment, a private trust form and trust tax return if the farm is held in a trust. So that's a Centrelink-specific form, known colloquially as a PT form a private company form or a PC form and company tax return if the farm is held in a company, a confirmation of any leave and redundancy payments you have had in the past 12 months and any details of any 
compensation received. So those are some of the things that you'll require to accompany your application. If you're unsure of which documents you need to give Services Australia, you can call the National Recovery and Resilience Agency's Rural Financial Counselling Services, and you've heard the number mentioned earlier, and also the Farmer Assistance Hotline. Likewise, that number was mentioned a little earlier. You can upload documents in your Centrelink online account or the Express Plus Centrelink mobile app. If you need help, read more about how to submit your Centrelink documents online via servicesaustralia.gov.au. Or you can send them to Services Australia by mail or fax or hand them in at a service centre or through an authorised agent. Of course, your rural financial counsellor can assist you with gathering that documentation as can us at Southern Cross Business Advisors. We can certainly assist you with getting that documentation all in hand. Now, before I let you go, I want to leave you with a little story that the ABC's 7.30 program ran in October of 2019 that caused quite the big stir amongst the farming community. Former leader of the Nationals Party, Barnaby Joyce, who is a self-professed advocate and astute supporter of the people on the land, as he well should be, because the Nationals Party at the core are for regional and rural Australians. He came out and said that those who are receiving the farm household allowance, if they haven't turned over a profit or made their business profitable within the 10 years that they are getting the four years worth of farm household allowance for, then really they should be reconsidering what they're doing with their lives and maybe walk away from farming. Of course, Barnaby's words infuriated many farmers. Barnaby himself felt he was coming from the right place when he said them. Who's right and who's wrong? Well, you be the judge. My name's Rod Yarrington. I'm a dairy farmer here at Dolly's Flat, just outside of Wingham on New South Wales. My husband's a sixth-generational dairy farmer and uh, our children are the seventh generation on this land. Farming's not an easy job, but we enjoy what we do. A typical day for us is probably up at four in the morning and we wouldn't be back at the house to finish our day before 6.37 at night. So that'll, that'll bring us up to like an 80-hour week, no trouble at all. costs skyrocket in the drought. So 18 months ago, we were paying $300 a tonne for grain. We're currently paying $600 a tonne for grain. We've had to buy in some hay to feed, our, to feed our cows because we just don't have the grass to keep them going. So the load of hay that we got last week cost us almost $17,000 and that will last us a month. The farm household allowance was a payment that the government decided to put in place to help out struggling farmers. Essentially, an income support payment to help farmers put food on their table to feed their families. Updated fat and protein yeah. since we started on that hay. And we're told that it was um, you know, a payment that we were eligible for and, and it would be something that would help us greatly. Yeah. So our time is almost up. We've had about um, three and a half years on the payment. We've got to support you in the drought, but if your place is just not viable, then 
I came across Barnaby's comments about the farm household allowance off a Facebook post, I think, and initially I was pretty upset by it. We don't want to keep people in perpetual poverty and if uh, people have not made a profit in the last 10 years and really you've got to seriously think, what are you doing with your life? What are you doing on the land? There's some years that we don't turn a profit. My ancestors come on this land back in the 1850s and they've been through depressions and droughts and floods. Obviously they wouldn't have made it turn a profit every year. Did they walk away from the land? No, they didn't. And I don't intend to walk away from the land either. What I did say that in any business, if you have not made a profit in the last 10 years, logically you have to consider what you're doing, whether that's a fish and chip shop, whether that's a hairdresser, whether it's a mechanic and whether it's a farmer. Like any industry, there's possibly, you know, the bottom 10% that aren't striving or, you know, um, achieving great things within their farm business and, and the government is probably propping them up at the moment. However, I, I don't think that it's Barnaby's place to tell those people that, that their business isn't viable and that they should um, walk, walk away and off the land. I don't need somebody sitting in an office telling me that my business isn't viable and that I should pack up and walk away. And I don't need somebody questioning my place on the land or if I deserve to be here or if I should be here for that matter. I'm raising four amazing human beings on the land that appreciate and love this land as much as what we do. Sorry. <laughs> um, we see that we're the custodians of the land for this generation. We're borrowing this land from our children. It's a hard thing, drought. Everybody's angry, everybody's unhappy. And there are so many people who don't get access to farm household allowance because they've gone back sharing, uh, they've gone back to contract fencing, they've gone back and got a job as a mechanic. Uh, and these people also contact me and they say, listen, mate, I don't get farm household allowance. Some of the things I can sort of see where he's coming from, but then other the points that he's made are pretty hurtful when we're in a drought condition. We're lucky here on our farm that we're not struggling as bad as some over the ranges. For him to say stuff like that, he doesn't know what people's mental health state is. If you have just an open-ended arrangement of access to, to money, then it's going to call into question the free trade agreements which we have signed, which says that we don't have subs subsidies in Australia. We have payments to assist in areas such as drought. I get that. If there's more we can do, let's look at it. But we can't just have an open-ended arrangement. You know, if the government made sure that people valued their food and where their food came from and people paid the correct price for homegrown Australian, amazing, high-quality produce, you know, farmers wouldn't need financial assistance from the government. He's going good. Look at him go. I know. Farming is certainly not just about making money or making a profit, and I think that's perhaps where Barnaby has got his, uh, his priorities wrong. Um, farming is far more than that. It's about our heart and our soul. And I think it's good for kids to have farm life, have a love of the outdoors, the love of nature, and they see all that here. Queensland dairy farmers Rod and Natasha Yarrington there speaking in complete defiance of Barnaby Joyce. Well, they've got a little win because, of course, three months ago, Barnaby and Scott Morrison and the Coalition government were booted out of power and replaced with Anthony Albanese and the Labor government. And thankfully so far, they've behaved themselves and not said anything bad about the farmers in relation to the farm household allowance and having to reconsider their business and lifestyle choices if they're not profitable after 10 years. Good work, Albo. 
Well, that's it for this episode of Shooting for the Stars. As always, if you want to find out more information or get further assistance in relation to the farm household allowance or anything in relation to business again and tax, come and see us at Southern Cross Business Advisors, 234 Deacon Avenue, Mildura. Give us a phone call, 03-5018-6444 or drop us an email at admin at scba.com.au. This is Louis Bulzami signing off and as always, our clients all have life goals and we're here to help them identify and achieve them. Goodbye. Thank you.